Alan B. Dumont. And this is where his vision began, with mechanical television. Beyond this equipment, required to produce a tiny, indistinct picture, Dumont saw a whole new age of television. Of course, even in 1931, television was not an entirely new thing. The Nipkow disc apparatus you see here was the result of experimentation that began before the turn of the century. This development, however, had been almost completely confined to a mechanical approach. Alan Dumont envisioned the entirely new direction of development that was required to bring about the television age. He wanted big, clear pictures on sets of practical size and Dumont saw that mechanical television could never provide these things. He saw that the future of television was to be in electronics. Welcome to the Greek Wave with Sergio Calvo. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Greek Wave. Today we'll be talking about television. The word television comes from an ancient Greek, tele, meaning uh, tele, meaning far, and also from Latin vision, visio, meaning sight, also known as TV, tele, the tube, the boob tube, and the idiot box. Television has been here for about more than 60 years and whether we like it or not it has become part of our lives most people have a tv set at home some people watch a few minutes per day and some people spend more time uh, some people overdo it <laughs> <laughs> uh, joining me today to talk about television we have evie who is a medical engineer welcome to the show thank you and also canalina who is a, a neurobiologist welcome to the podcast hello both are big fans on, of uh, TV series in particular, something we will talk about more uh, deeply, more thoroughly later on. Uh, and together we have watched this year's uh, Eurovision Song Contest. So I wanted to start by asking, what do you think about this year's Eurovision? Abby, tell us about Okay, I will start Eurovision. First. I'm one of the biggest fans of uh, Eurovision contest but I always watch it uh, like a week before it starts so it's not like I know a lot of things about it um, what did I think I prefer uh, actually to tell you the truth I prefer songs that they are very cheerful and dancey so because I believe that these are more Eurovision style uh, songs uh, this year there were a lot of songs that they had they were trying to pass messages not only political, but about um, um, external appearance and um, if you are fat or if you are uh, tall or if you are short and stuff. Uh, the song that won, it was from Israel. Uh -huh. So it was about um, differences in appearance, Difference. mainly. Eh? Difference in appearance. And the, the singer herself was, uh, exactly. was not a typical singer that you would expect in, in a Eurovision song contest. So she was a bit cheeky, mm -hmm. she, was, she was different. But I think that Israel won because there, is, uh, there are a lot of things happening with Israel right now and in the political scene. That's why I think one of the reasons that they won it was this, not only the song. Yeah, but I, I think if the Eurovision Song Contest was happening this week... They might not have one yeah, because they pissed Israel pissed a lot of people but off. Maybe they did it on purpose after the Eurovision contest. Eh? Maybe that's not a new thing. 
That's why I was wondering. You mentioned when you were watching the Eurovision that it's always political. Yeah. So the fact that Israel won, it made me think, who the hell in Europe would support Israel, which is a state, we're not referring, of course, yeah. to the people of Israel, but the state and the military. Actually, the singer was part of, it was before part of the military, yeah, uh, has committed so many crimes against the Palestinians. Who would, in some way, what country would reward that? That's, that's the part that I couldn't understand. Uh, what country would say, okay, let's honor what they're doing, or let's honor their, their battle, uh, their, their crimes? It's, it's a bit crazy. I don't think the European countries that they voted for Israel, they were uh, voting for the situation of Israel as a country or what they're doing. I think mm -hmm. they were just voting a nice, happy, cheerful yeah, it song. it was a catchy song. It, it was, was very catchy. That could explain it, because um, it, when we say it is political, maybe it's not political in this case. Maybe it's something else. Maybe they were focusing on the lyrics or they were focusing on the on the show or the, or the performance. It was a combination of everything. And actually, I forgot the other thing that they were telling about her story. It was mm -hmm. that uh, she, had, she was uh, bullied a lot when she was younger and when she was mm -hmm. in school. So it was one of the phenomenon that the bullying in schools. So mm -hmm. that's what she was explaining when she was explaining the song. That was one, in the lyrics, actually, if you hear it, it is about bullying as well. The thing is, when the um, all the songs they... Uh, were known to all the people so it was uh, this happens always like two months i think before the contest so mm -hmm. around february and Mar or march they announced, uh, the it, they announced straight away that this they were going to win israel was going to win they announced before yeah. it happened yeah yeah so it was um i, I don't remember the word in uh, in um in english now favori Ah, like, she, was, uh, she was a favorite she, she was, was the favorite yeah. from the first day that they came out but the song itself it was a Catchy song. It yeah. was a Eurovision style song. She was different. Her appearance is different, and different. This kind of songs always win. Yeah, I think what was weird, it's what ha happened afterwards after the win, that uh, she she said, "I love my country." Next next year in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. Jerusalem is not the capital of. Uh, of Israel, they want to make it the capital exactly. of Israel. That's what Tel Aviv is the capital. So the, the what happened afterwards was controversial, and of course the the killings in Jerusalem that that was what peace afterwards mm -hmm. after the win, um, but uh, the song itself it was a Eurovision a Eurovision style song that could win and it did. What Davis says about politics in Eurovision is that the mm -hmm. people that are known to have close bonds, uh, they always vote each other, like Greece and Cyprus, like uh, uh, the Scandinavian countries. Mm -hmm. That happened. 
But uh, you remember last year Portugal won as well, which was a very but it was ballad. It was a ballad, okay. But I think that it was a classy song. It, it, was, it was a classy uh, it song. It was not like the but Israeli song this year the, with with the chicken dance. There was a bit like the birdie song. Yeah. But he had a story to tell. He had it like was he had, yeah. it was classy. The pest, the singer, his himself. Had he has a chronic yeah. disease. Yes. It's, it's the story behind it. It's always the story behind it, and like selling it. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I think they were, maybe they were more focused on the on the bullying side. Yeah, the, yeah. Of a singer that represents a country that is a bully itself. So that's a, <laughs> ironic in some way. Yeah. But in any case. Um, who do you think, uh, were, were you happy with the results? Do you think that somebody, there was another country that deserved the prize more or did better? Uh, no, I think uh, I really liked your song. So I believe uh, this will have been, mm-hmm. this will have won. I like the Cypriot song, you know, uh, but um, not to win because it wasn't one of the favorite ones, but it became a very good one because they promoted very well during the, um, the week of the Eurovision. Uh, but no, from all, the rest of the songs, I preferred Israel, the Israeli song to, mm-hmm. to win. Place one and two was pretty fair. For, I mean, from from my taste for Eurovision, mm-hmm. I didn't... You liked Cyprus? I liked Cyprus. She yeah. was amazing. She mm-hmm. was impressive. The, the Cypriot performance, mm-hmm. I yeah. think it was stunning. She uh, was impressive. The she choreography, is, the dance, yeah. it was... To, but to perfection. Don't forget that uh, she's a professional uh, singer, singer dancer in Greece. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, of course, she she knows how to work very well and to be perfect in order to have a, a very good show. Mm-hmm. The rest of uh, most of the people that they um, go to the Eurovision contest and uh, mm-hmm. from some of the countries, they are not professional singers or dancers. Oh, I don't think so. There might be some of them. They might be famous in their countries, but like the one that we sent, the Greek song. Mm-hmm. She is a singer, but she's not. A very professional. She's not well known. She's not well known. Exactly. So you think she was playing with advantage? I think so. Yeah. Okay. But she always uh, the Cypriot singer. She always wanted to uh, participate to Eurovision and actually represent Greece. But they all they were always saying no. So now she had her opportunity and she did very very well because she, she got the second place. So. Cypriot mm-hmm. Shakira. Yeah, Cypriot yeah. Shakira. We have, or we have European Beyonce. European Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> or Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. We also have Bon Jovi. We had a bit of everything. We had yeah. Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> it's true what you said before that um, if you're very different and participating in the um, contest, like um, you remember the group from Sweden, the ones that they won in our. Um, ah, when, yeah, uh, the, the Eurovision oh. con- uh, song contest was happening in Greece. It was ah Lordi. Lordi. You remember the group Lordi? I don't remember. Uh, in 2005, they were like wearing uh, masks, masks mm-hmm. and they were having a like hard 
hard heavy rock, metal heavy, um, yeah. um, uh, song. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, all the Greek people started voting them as a joke because they were the, the weirdest uh, group that ever participated in Eurovision contest and they won. The most unusual. Yeah, and the most unusual and yes. they won. They won the Eurovision. Why not? Uh, Something different. Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard rock, hallelujah. Hard rock, hallelujah. Okay, Eurovision is about selling yeah. and like promoting the song and the whole attitude is not about the quality of the singing exactly, exactly, or the music. It's no, Eurovision. Act- it's actually, a- Eurovision itself is the community yeah, of televisions exactly. in Europe. It's a fun party. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, uh, and we watch with, it for fun, not to... Exactly, of course, not to get very um, <laughs> crazy and uh, competitive. But I think it al- always depends on the money that its country you spends. They yeah. spend for the promotion of these songs. I see. That's very important, I think. Now let's speak a little bit about uh, Greek television. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any shows that are worth watching? I don't watch any Greek television. I don't watch any television. Like, from the... You don't watch any television? Then we're done for the day. Thank you very much for no, coming. I, I, <laughs> no, I mean, I, don't, I watch a lot of TV shows, but yes. not Greek, Greek TV shows. And I don't think the last three years or four years there are any... Uh, Greek TV shows worth watching. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of television and TV productions from other countries. That's. Uh, What about you? Do Evie? you watch anything, Evie? I, I I love TV. Okay, uh, once I enter the house, instead of putting the radio on, I just switch on the TV without even watching. I might be inside the cooking or whatever, doing anything just else. Just some background other. noise. But so. it's always as a background noise. Um, I love the Greek TV series, whatever, comedies or family shows and things like this. But for the, actually for the past two years, I don't really like any of the Greek TV series. There is only one show that I watch because it's the time that I actually need to rest around 10 o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I... Which one? The Tatouas. Ah. Oh, the Tatouas. Yeah. The Tatouas. That one. That's the only thing I like, that it's more adventurous and it has a, a mystery and a, a lo- loads of murders inside. Mm-hmm. So it's not a comedy or anything else. Uh, the thing that's happening the past two years actually in the Greek TV is the reality shows. That mm-hmm. the, the quality and the people participating in them, I think it's... Below average? Below average. <laughs> it's, it's very bad to say and judge somebody and, and say the low profile or education profile or whatever but there it's really bad uh, there are some uh, love related uh, reality shows and some mm-hmm. um, athletic and uh, how you um, how you can survive in a, a very extreme environment like survival mm-hmm. and they're really really low quality comparing with the original ones like yeah. with, comparing with the ones broadcast broadcasted in the countries that Like in the US, where Survivor came from, or, yeah. or MasterChef, they're really yeah. bad. But oh, yeah, and poorly, yeah. poorly produced. And don't forget the reality shows that they're actually, right now, they're actually playing. It's the Survivor related ones and the love games, let's say. They're all uh, Turkish, they're from a Turkish producer. 
producer. Okay. And they're I all happening actually in Greece. I don't know. So um, there, are, there are a lot of things happening with uh, him and uh, trying to actually sell all these uh, things to uh, the Greek public, let's the say, the, the Greek TV uh, audience. But most of these shows you're mentioning now are for, from um, private uh, channels. Yes. What about the public channel, Earth? Earth. Um, I don't really watch it. Have you watched it? No. The only thing I watch is sometimes when my parents are calling me because they love it, so they watch mm -hmm. it all the time. So they will tell me, ah, there is a very nice documentary or um, a show related with... Um, some Greek cities that we've visited before. So that's what, that's the only time that I watch it. And of course, I watch it when there is Eurovision or some football games and things like this. But do you think it has a certain quality? Do you think that it's worth the taxpayer's money? <laughs> it should exist. Money well spent or... Uh... I don't know how much money do we spend on uh, mm, Ert. Yeah, me neither. I don't really I know. guess, I mean, Ert should... There be should be there. Yeah, of course. There should be a public channel, a public mm -hmm. channel, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like going back like five years ago, that they tried to close the channel. And mm -hmm. um, but I honestly, for me, I I usually go through it fastly when I'm just changing rapidly channels, or when there is a movie on, or Or maybe a documentary, something yeah. like that. I, mean, I don't... I think it's a very focused um, style of shows that they actually play it's there. It's news documentaries, yeah. it's not... Music uh, um, shows. Yeah. Um, some athletic, some sports. Documentaries mainly, from Greece and from all over the world. And then the, um, um, uh, the news. The news. And some interviews, let's say. I they they have a wide... They do have a wide range of uh, shows... And wide range of shows, but mostly I think they are focused on the on the what the purpose is of a public television, which is to inform, to, inform. to edu yeah, yeah, educate, yeah. and uh, exactly. not uh, just to amuse. Yeah, not. I think older people, like my parents and your parents, they uh, they prefer to watch and get informed about what's happening from the public channel than from and the. It's, it's a public channel that you can trust. It's yeah. not like a public channel in Spain that it's in the in the hands of a political yeah. party. Uh, here, okay, it that's debatable though. Yeah, I mean, always like the of point course. of it's view always, yeah. depend the plan, the, yeah. oh, that the public mm -hmm. channel express is the government is influenced yeah. by who is in power, who is in the government. Is isn't this? We we all understand that why I'm referring yeah. to is not to the level of a public channel in other countries, like it could be in Italy or it could be in Spain, where it's no. all more. Uh, There is more manipulation when mm -hmm. it comes to the information. Uh, I think it's a bit closer to what the BBC does, uh, and that's good for a public channel, I think. Yeah. Well, that's the perception I get from it. Uh, that's what they're trying too, to do, maybe. Me yeah. too. I mean, they, they are generally more objective. They're not... Yeah. More balanced. They're quite balanced. Apparently you can see me. I can't see you, but the scientists and engineers have assured me that this is perfectly usual. Although I must say, I am a bit disconcerted. This is the first of what we hope to be weekly television broadcasts from us here in London to all five of you with television sets. We had a discussion about which way I should look when I'm doing this, and we all agreed that appearing in profile is what looks most normal. 
I'm now going to hand you over to my colleague, Mr. Stanley Temp, a quite brilliant man, to continue with the broadcast. It's me. Now, here at television, we're very keen to find out the properties of this exciting new device. Does it work like a telephone? You can hear us, but can we hear you? So we're going to carry out an experiment. When I say go, I want you all to shout, hello there. Go. Hello there. Yes, I got something. <laughs> I distinctly got something. Well, that's very... Oh, I I'm just being told in my earpiece, which you, you may be able to make out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being told in my earpiece that apparently four of the five television sets currently in use are actually in our technical room next door. So we're not 100% sure whether I was hearing you through television or, or just through a door. Uh, is there any way of finding out? You are listening to the Greek Wave. Look. If you had one shot to sit on your lazy butt and watch all the TV you ever wanted, until your brain turned to mush. Would you go for it? Or just let it slip? Yo! Lose your mind watching TV They told me, they told me But I'm still tuning every show My cable gets C-SPAN TV Land and HBO The Travel Channel Discovery and Lifetime Lose your mind watching TV They told me, cajoled me Turn off those music videos I'm gonna watch C-SPAN TV Land and HBO The History Channel and QVC and Lifetime Okay, uh, TV series. First of all, uh, I would like to I would, I would like you to tell me what you've been watching recently. Uh, what's what's the last thing you've been watching, or what what you're watching at this moment? If if it's a watch on progress. Yes, TV series that they're actually shown in the Greek TV, or generally. What, generally speaking. Generally speaking. So. Um, We're done with the Greek TV. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I use one of the private channels. Uh, they have the series that I love. So Star Channel, I'm promoting the Star Channel. They have the ones that they're from um, the United States, all the, com the comedy-related series, like mm -hmm. Friends and How I Met Your Mother and uh, um, Big Bang Theory. These are the three ones that I love. And uh, because they're only 20 minutes or 30 minutes, uh, I relax a lot and laugh a lot. I've watched them probably a hundred times every episode, but every time is like it's the first time yeah. that I've watched it. But when I, I want to get some uh, a little bit more serious, I watch more uh, serious programs related with murders, and um, for me, at least that's what I feel, that they are more serious. But um, I prefer the, com the comedy-related series, generally. Okay, what about you, Kennedy? Oh, I'm, I'm watching a lot of TV shows. <laughs> I mean, I've, I think... Something that you're watching now. Now? Yeah. Now, the la... Okay, I'm watching Westworld, I'm watching see, uh, second season. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale, second season. Uh, I've started a new show, a really good one, called Safe, which is from BBC America. Um, and of course... I'm following like Grey's Anatomy. I'm watching a lot of TV shows, so... Um, and the comment is, like Abby said, uh, um, Bing Bang Theory. I, I discovered another new comedy from HBO called Barry, which is really funny, with, oh, okay. with a serial killer want, that wants to be an actor. Uh, yeah. a, a blonde one, right? No, no, no. no. Okay, my uh, 
I, I, I do a lot of uh, binge uh, watching on Netflix. So when I a new show is on on Netflix, I just might watch like in one day. Uh, I want you to tell me a little bit about that, about uh, streaming services. Yeah. Is this the, the future of uh, television? There are so many platforms now where you yeah. can watch stuff. You have yeah. Amazon TV, you have Hulu, there's even YouTube TV yeah. started playing now, the new Karate Kid series. Uh, Netflix, of course, is the mm-hmm. big one. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. What do you think? Is that the future? I think it is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they have really good productions. I'm I'm buying Netflix mm-hmm. over the last, uh, I think, five, six months? No, eight months. And it's, uh, I think it's uh, seven years, 99 per month. And it's really worthwhile, mm-hmm. the expense. Are you addicted? No, okay. no, I'm not. Uh, Because it can be a bit addictive. That's what I'm scared of. That's why I don't no, want to start any no, series. No, I'm not. Like, compared to the previous years, I'm watching far less TV shows oh, okay. now. I have some shows in a queue wanting to watch them and not. I'm not having enough spare time to watch them. So it's not taking the time that you should be dedicated to all the things. It's not yeah. stealing you time. No, no, not at all. It could, like a year ago or two years ago, I think I was staying at home just to watch series. Now, now I'm not doing it. Okay, when it's a, something new, like when I first uh, subscribed to Netflix, I was watching. I watched a lot of TV shows. <laughs> I, I this, was staying up till I'm, late to I'm watch. I'm this phase right now because I joined Netflix last week. Mm-hmm. So I've been like sleeping until... Uh, I've been watching until four o'clock all the shows and then I'm, I've been sleeping until seven o'clock, eight o'clock and then go to work. So it's not a very good thing. That's why I was <laughs> really scared of getting addicted to it. That's why I never started watching find, Game of Thrones find, and everything. You'll find the balance. You will have But, to go to the Netflix detox. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, But and it, uh, you know what's really good and I, I really like it is that it plays the next uh, yeah, episode exactly. on its own and without can, doing anything. And you can skip the intro yeah. and it's so fun. Yeah. And so you just you don't understand you don't realize that you've watched like three episodes and it's been yeah. uh, it's three hours. I like it. Well, the, and they are not only TV series, they also started producing their own original movies. Yeah. yeah. And some are really good. They have got really good uh, reception from, from critics and everything. They, they do really good, really good productions. Steven Spielberg said uh, recently that um, the, the Netflix movies shouldn't compete at the Oscars. That, Why not? Because they are movies that are made for television or streaming television. Uh, they are not movies made for the big screen. Yeah, okay, but uh, do they belong to the same category as, as the other movies? The movies from, for the screen? When they yeah. compete there, are they participating in the same category? The Netflix movies? I don't think they have started competing. I don't think they are nominated. I mean, it's... Okay, it's different with the Oscars because it's only movie... Uh, um, cinema related like yeah. the the Emmys I think mm-hmm. they have like the TV section yes. and uh, yeah. movie section and they're different categories mm-hmm. so and I think the the Netflix movies are 
in the TV movies okay. uh, category. Once you commit to a television format, you're a TV movie. You, you, you certainly, if, if it's a good show, deserve an Emmy, but not an Oscar. So they shouldn't be nominated for an Oscar? I don't believe that films that are just get give, are given token qualifications in a couple of theaters for less than a week should, be, should qualify for, for the Academy Award nomination. Also, Quentin Tarantino is a bit critical of Netflix because uh, it takes away the experience the, uh, of watching a movie with the focus we used to have before when we played, for example, a VHS or a DVD, or the experience of going to the cinema and seeing it on the big screen. Uh, uh, I'm not on Netflix, so I can't even tell you exactly how that works. I'm sure everybody watching here knows more than I do about it. But, um, but even if you just have all the, say, the movie channels, you know, in your, uh, in, in your package, and that's something I do have. All right, so you go down the, you, you hit the guide, and you go down the list, and you, and you hit there, and you watch something, or you tape something, and maybe you never get around to watching it, or you actually do watch it, and then maybe you watch it for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, and you maybe start doing something else. Nah, I'm not really into this. And then that's kind of where we've kind of fallen in into. However, there was a different quality to the video store. You went down to the video store, you looked around, you, you picked up boxes, you read the back of the boxes, you, you, you made a choice. And maybe you talked to the, uh, the guy behind the counter, maybe he pointed you to something. And he didn't just put something in your hand, he kind of gave you a little bit of a sales pitch yeah, on it to some yeah. degree or another. And so the point being is, you were kind of invested. But let's say that these figures like Spielberg and Tarantino they are, they are um, let's say, cinematically... Uh, Biased. No, cinematically conservative um, romantics. Yeah. yeah. Tarantino, Tarantino still listens to vinyl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they need to move on to the next thing. I don't know. I think when you want to have the experience of the cinema, you will go, you will yeah. go and have it. Of course. It's, it's not that if you want to have it... Because going to the cinema is a night out. It, it, you need it's a to different get, thing, yes. It's quite different. If you want to have this experience, mm -hmm. you will have it. It's, yeah, exactly. You they might will not go, close down. I yeah. think they will we will still have cinemas. Or decrease the ticket, the price of the ticket. Yeah. So, uh, yes. you know, everybody will go every day. I would love to go every day to the cinema if I could afford it. <laughs> exactly. And what's the, exactly. And what's the movie there? Of these kind of things, they will force the, yeah, yeah, the theaters to start, start reducing the now prices. That, now that you were saying all this, I was thinking, imagine how many people, though, they, they get the opportunity to work through all these series and the Netflix, whatever. What are, what are they? What are companies? They're, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Hulu or whatever. Imagine how many people they get the experience of working there, okay, and make their dreams, whatever yeah. related with actor, acting and all this stuff uh, happening and directing or whatever. So just see it from that what, way as well. And what has happened over the last, I don't know, I think five years with TV series is that the quality of the production and the how big it is, like, has expanded so much. Like, and the most, uh, the best example is uh, Game of Thrones. No. That. It's true. The, the production itself and what you can actually see on a TV, it's of a, such a grand scale that is impressive. And, and it becomes an experience just to watch 
an episode of Game of Thrones because it's uh, it's so impressive and it like a the, movie like yeah, exactly. it's comparable Every, with uh, um, Lord of the Rings movies. The next thing is for Greece to start getting into the streaming thing. Yeah, loads of the pub, uh, the <laughs> private uh, channels like Antenna and. I'm not sure if somebody else, they, they've got their own web TV, mm-hmm. let's say, um, program uh, yeah. on their website. And inside there, they have a um, mini series and um, like interviews and but some music is it shows. The same series they are playing? No, the, no, not uh, on TV. You can only see them streaming. Ah, yeah, a web TV. TV. It's a web like TV. Web it's TV. TV. Yeah. Is it like high quality productions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are good quality. High quality, okay. Us, good quality. Fa- fast food, like they play. I think it's private. similar. Okay. Like yeah. the, the quality of the production, it's mm-hmm. pretty similar. Not to compare them with Netflix, but I think they're. It, all these people are very young artists, uh, very young actors and actresses that they've tried on series on the TV, on the Greek TV. They didn't actually get very successful or they get, didn't get paid. And they started making their own groups of people okay. and making their own series. So um, some of them are really good, actually. I haven't been following yeah, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been uh, Not this year. Last year I was watching some of them. They were similar, like, let's say, to Friends. Or mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, students that they're living together okay. in one place mm-hmm. and they, you, you see their lives and what's happening to them and things like this. So there were some series like this. Yes, sir. If you want real entertainment, the best place to find it is in front of a General Electric Black Daylight Biggest Life television set. Sports, comedy, drama, news, music. Yes, they're all yours, merely at the turn of a dial. I bought a bourgeois house in the Hollywood Hills With a trunk load of hundred thousand dollar bills Man came by to hook up my cable TV We settled in for the night, my baby and me We switched round and round till half past dawn There was fifty-seven channels and nothing on Let's start with recommendations. Uh, I ask you to recommend, to make a list of five series to recommend. Mm-hmm. I will start with Canalina. Yes. Okay. I will start with Game of Thrones. Whoever haven't seen it, mm-hmm. they should watch it. It's one of my favorite TV shows. I never heard of this show. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah, it's new. What is, so, what is it good about Game of Thrones? I think it's impressive. It's, the story is good and I, I really love this kind of a bit fantasy, a bit um, um, with sh- swords and knights and um, I like this kind of uh, TV series that are they create a whole different universe and you follow the characters through and it's they build up good characters and I really like it. Send Rob Stark's head. I'm going to serve it to Sansa at my wedding feast. No. She is no longer yours to torment. Everyone is mine to torment. You do well to remember that, you little monster. Oh, I'm a monster. Perhaps you should speak to me more softly then. Monsters are dangerous, and just now kings are dying like flies. Uh, That's my first. My second one 
is uh, the handmade's tale which is oh that's it's it's a really good tv series it's in a dystopic future where, where the place of the woman is so fallen down that they are being exploited just to uh, make babies and it has um, it's and the production is amazing and it's based on a book by I th- what's the name I think and the last name is Atwood I don't remember the first name of the writer of the book but as a woman it creates a future that you feel it's so near but so far at the same time you feel that it could happen seeing the whole political situation about the woman rights and everything but um, it's a really really good uh, TV show then I think that's it. that's on Hulu uh, then I would suggest Westworld which has also this futuristic and fantasy and a bit uh, dystopic and a bit science fiction uh, based on a movie from the 70s yeah based Yul on Brenner. a movie exactly yeah uh, exactly which is really good I like it although a lot I think the first season was impressive was new and it like it caught my eye and then when I watched the first episode then I just wanted more and more I'm a bit skeptic about the second season or the first four episodes I've seen so far uh, but I'm kind of waiting to see how it will Um, progress Welcome to Westworld The only limit here is your imagination You start in the center of the park It's simple, safe The further out you venture the more intense the experience gets How far you want to go is entirely up to you Then uh, another one I mentioned it earlier It's um a mystery one called Safe. It's a new one. Uh, that's on net. That's on Netflix. So you can watch it. You can watch the first season. And I don't know if it's just a season or it's a mini TV series. Um, it's a mystery one about uh, a father that he looks. Um, his daughter went missing. So. And he discovers things about the life of his daughter on on the way while he's looking for her. That's interesting. Is that not a bit like um, Taken? Yeah, but with less adventure, like more, more real. With less action. Yeah, no action at all. It's not... I will write it down. You write it down. Mm-hmm. And then um, oh, a comedy called uh, Dear White People. That's on Netflix uh, as well. I think the second season came on like a month ago. And the first uh, season was last year. It's based on a movie. It's placed on, on a campus. So and it describes the interaction between black students. And it's really funny. I like it a lot. So that's my top five. Okay. I didn't actually ask for a top five, just five to recommend. But yeah, that's my five are. to recommend. <laughs> a classic, which is Game of Thrones, and uh, four less known, we could say. 
let's uh, let's hear what Evi has brought us. Yes. Uh, so uh, the the first three I'm going to recommend is the ones that I um, watch them. Let's say every weekend. And these are the three comedy ones that I've mentioned before. So my first one is Bing Back Theory. Um, then is Friends, which is like a lot older than the rest of them. And How I Met Your Mother. Um, they're all uh, young people that they live in. They're very close friends. And it's their uh, lives uh, trying to find jobs or losing jobs and um, related with relationships and friendships and all these things. Um But uh, the one that is very, very famous right now is Bing Back Theory. So I think everybody's watching that, especially in Greece. I don't know in other places yeah. if they, they've known it or they've seen it and finished all is the series. Is it similar to the IT crowd or is it something different? Because okay. I haven't seen anything. Uh, IT is the British one, right? IT crowd is... Is it the, is it the same idea? Or? No, no, no. 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 With Bing Back Theory, no, no. it's not. Okay. No, no. I think uh, IT crowd is way finer, funnier. Yeah, yeah it is, so but good. it's a completely different yeah, it's um, concept. Concept, yeah. Uh, and then, before I was here in Crete, everybody was telling me to watch Dexter. But they were telling me that in order to watch it, you need not to have a lot of work in your office. Yeah. Because you will need to, actually, you won't, you'll stop going to work because you'll need to watch all the episodes. So one summer I did it. And I watched all the episodes of Dexter. Okay, not all in one, let's say, week, but it took me a long time and that's, I loved it. That's the summer it. We, we never saw you. You uh, never uh, went to the beach. <laughs> no, no, spent no. Spent the whole summer was, I, wasn't, I wasn't here in Crete yet. <laughs> I watched it before I came to Crete and I loved it. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I, I loved it. I know it's an old, um, let's say, series. Okay. But um, uh, it was one of the first ones that I really liked. The actor that plays Dexter the one, is the one that it's the main character in uh, safe, in safe, safe okay. in the TV show that I was I mentioned earlier. And of course, uh, because now all my crowd in Crete they are watching Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. and I never watched it, but. Because you, when all the episodes were coming out, you were all talking about it all the time. Mm -hmm. I had to start watching it. So I'm still on the second oh, season? season. Oh, my God. But I'm watching it slowly. It's not one of my favorites, but I can, um, I can really... I mean, I like it, but um, it's not as uh, the ones that I will actually want to watch every night. But I'm watching it right now and I'm recommending it because everybody's talking about it. So. Who doesn't like it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this, these are my um, five recommended series. Okay, I have also five yes. recommendations. Mm -hmm. Of course, I love Game of Thrones, uh, Peaky Blinders, Outlander. But, um, Outlander, yes, that's true. I would like to recommend some shows that are a little bit uh, less known. Yeah. And they are okay. also great. Right we start down. from five okay. to one. Good. <laughs> the, first, uh, the number five, I have Money Heist. It's uh, two seasons. Uh, it's a Spanish production about a group of thieves that break into the Royal Mint of Spain. It's on Netflix, it's isn't on Netflix, it? Yes. How is it called? Ah, Money Heist. Money Heist. Ah, okay. It's with a girl with a short hair. I didn't. Huh? Amelie style hair. Okay, I've <laughs> seen. I've seen it on Netflix, <laughs> and it's um, in the queue. Mm. Well, the Royal Mint of Spain is like a, is, the, is the place where they make money. It's the money factory. Okay. Uh, the original title is La Casa de Papel. A house of paper or paper house, referring, of course, to money printing, but also to a fragile house. Uh, these thieves or robbers, they take hostages and they, t uh, they lock themselves in. They do not actually steal any money. 
what they actually doing is they're making their own money. Me llamo Tokio. Pero cuando comenzó esta historia, no me llamaba así. ¿Cómo te suenan 2.400 millones de euros? I think that the achievement of this Spanish TV series is how they make a TV series about a robbery. Generally, a robbery or a heist would take one movie or two hours of television. Uh, in this case, they make about 20 episodes of a very, very engaging TV series. Uh, it's very character-focused, and I think that its success is making you empathize with, uh, with all the sides, with the robbers, the police, the hostages, maybe not so much with the secret intelligence service they're a bit kind of assholes mm -hmm. uh, and even though it has far too many twists and it's uh, over stylized a bit uh, uh, it's a bit tarantinesque let's okay. say <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say tarantinitis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it can get a bit ridiculous at times but it's, is it in spanish and it it's, in Greek? Spanish. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's spanish. in spanish okay uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun, pure entertainment. Oh, okay. uh, oh that's good. Well, uh, if it's in Netflix, then yeah. it, I will, uh, I will uh, add it to the it. queue. Yeah, add, <laughs> add it to the queue, exactly. In my name before, I have uh, Top of the Lake. Uh, this is two seasons, actually. Yeah. I have only seen the, the first season. It's a co-production between New Zealand, Australia. I know that as well. That's on Netflix as well. You can I've find got it too many Netflix. things, yes, exactly. It's not a Netflix original, but you can find it there. It's directed by Jane Campion. And starring Elizabeth Moss, which uh, you may know from the Handma Handmaid's okay. Tale. Yeah. Okay. Also Holly Hunter, who will star in Jane uh, Campion's Holly The Hunter, Piano. I know Remember her, yeah. her from The Piano? Yeah, that was yeah. made by Jane Campion. Too. And the great Scottish actor Peter Mullan, playing a Kiwi drug dealer. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, it's about this female detective that investigates the disappearance of a 12-year-old pregnant girl near a freezing lake in New Zealand. It's also focused on characters more than on the mystery itself. It's pretty much about a woman's strength and resistance in a male-dominated environment. Oh. It's a man's world. Reminds me <laughs> of something. When you get to the edge of the universe, what's so scary? A lost little girl with a secret growing inside. Who are you? Are you dead or alive? We're a small town. We all know no one can hide. And my number three, I have Fargo. Ah, yes. It's three I've got, seasons. I've got it on my list of uh, Netflix to watch. It's worth watching. It's inspired by the Coen Brothers movie from the 90s. I love that film, Fargo. Uh, it has always been my favorite Coen Brothers film. Uh, and I love the series. Uh, I think that they capture the essence of the original movie. The, the, the snow, the blood, the police investigations, the complications. Okay. Uh, a little bit of uh, black humor as well. I would particularly recommend the last season with a great performance by Ewan McGregor, Scottish actor. I love him. Uh, I really like playing him. Playing two twin brothers. Okay. He's playing two twin brothers. <laughs> two, two, two characters. Nice. <laughs> what can we do for you here, Ray? You still owe me from what happened when we were kids. Ray? No, I'm talking to my brother. Happy to help, really, but where does it end? In my number two, I have uh, The Fall, which is actually three seasons. It's a I'll UK watch it. No UK production. You can also find it on Netflix. It's not originally it's from Netflix. It's with a really hot actor it's from. It's produced uh, by the BBC. We'll say about something about this, yeah. yeah. And the story takes place in Belfast, in Northern Ireland. Uh, it's about a serial killer and a female police investigator trying to catch him. It's uh, it's different from other serial killer stories. 
uh, it's a bit more complex because it is seen from the point of view of the killer himself, who at home is a loving father, at work he's a compassionate counselor that helps people coping with grief after the death of a loved one, and at the same time he cannot resist the urge to kill. Uh, the detective is played by Gillian Anderson. You may remember her from the X Files. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, it may be. It may actually be her best performance. A woman, I forget who, once asked a male friend why men felt threatened by women. He replied that they were afraid that women might laugh at them. When she asked a group of women why women felt threatened by men, they said, we're afraid they might kill us. She plays a very clever, intelligent, and passionate character, again in a male-dominated world. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's a, this is a series for the me to... Uh, yeah, movement. Did you like all three seasons of the film? I like them all, film? yes. I like them all. I didn't yeah. like the, the third season that much. You didn't like the resolution? No. No spoilers. No, no, I'm not, I'm not spoiling. May, may not, may I'm, not, not I, I'm not spoiling, but... Um, okay, season one was impressive because mm -hmm. of what you said. You see the, the serial killer's okay. point of view, but... I didn't like the I didn't like the end. But it Just always happens like this, right? Always the first season is always no, the best not one. Always. And then when while it progresses, it makes sometimes it gets better. Yeah. Sometimes it gets better. Depends. It can get better. Yes, in some of them, like Fargo, I mentioned before, the one with Ian McGregor, you I think, is yeah. fantastic. Okay. Okay, so my number one is uh, Twin Peaks: The Return, uh. Uh, also known as season three. By yeah, I've heard about it, I've never watched this. This is a follow-up to the 90s, groundbreaking TV series that changed television forever. <laughs> it did. Um, <laughs> you may think Game of Thrones changed television forever or, or something else, or Breaking Bad, but it was actually Twin Peaks. She's dead. Wrapped in plastic. Diane, 11.30 a.m., February 24th. Entering the town of Twin Peaks. This is my uh, favorite TV series ever. I have seen the original two seasons three times. I have read all the all the books that were inspired by it. And on this uh, return, David Lynch is back with the co-creator Mark Frost. It's a big talent also in the show. And this time, Lynch is directing all 18 episodes. He's given absolute creative freedom by Showtime Cable Network, which means that he can do whatever he wants. Uh, he has a little bit of the nostalgia for the original series, but it is more on the line of the prequel movie, Fire Walk With Me, than the original series, which may disappoint some people if they expect a full, uh, a full-on follow-up. Plus, David Lynch is a true artist, and he's not going to give you exactly what you want. He's not a crowd-pleaser. He never So this does. doesn't... It does not end with all the pieces falling in place, but he leaves a few open mysteries to keep your imagination going after the show ends. You're a fine man, Bushnell Mullins. I will not soon forget your kindness and decency. What about the FBI? I am the FBI. 
if you watch it, pay particular attention to episode 8, which is a magnificent work of art. You could actually play it in a museum, in a, in a gallery, uh, and watch it with a nice piece of cherry pie and a damn good coffee. Damn good coffee. And hot. I was going to say, you thought, um, what are the, no, the char uh, characteristics, let's say, that you choose to watch, to start watching a TV series? Is it the, um, the message behind the series? Because the actors are handsome or not? I mean, we all, I will always wonder, sometimes I watch some series because uh, I like the actor, you know, like Ian McGregor, I will watch it because yeah. he plays on it. I don't care about the what's happening in the series, but you I will just... May, might watch the first episode because of that, but it's, if it's a... I always... Um, if you it's know, a bad show, then you won't keep on it. Because I, um, when I was trying to find, you know, to answer the, your question about the five to recommend, uh -huh. um, I cut myself in... Um, I started watching Game of Thrones because everybody else was watching it, not mm -hmm. because I chose, chose to watch it. it. Yeah. That's why yeah. I was wondering. You were influenced. Yeah, by I was public opinion. exactly, exactly. Or because all my friends were talking about it, and I was always out of the conversation when they were talking about this. So yeah, so this it's the reason question. why some people watch football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why I wanted to. Uh, when we we're coming here, I wanted to discuss with you about this. You know, what are your, let's say, the characteristics for that me, you start watching it? For me, it's. Um, the story. I mean, if I find the story interesting... and So you read the plot first and then... Yeah, I read yeah. the plot first. And when, like, for in... Uh, that's really characteristic on Netflix because you have, like, a... Exactly, all the information. Two, mm -hmm. two, three sentences yeah. plot line. If it's uh, catchy and it grabs my attention, then I might... Uh, it's salt. Um, click play for the first episode. And then if... If the story develops nicely and I like it, I yeah, keep on continue. watching it. Yeah. That happened with... I mean, I started The Handmaid's Tale because an afternoon, I, uh, I think I had watched all the TV shows that were. And <laughs> there was nothing left. There was nothing left. There, there was, was nothing, so many things. There was nothing left and there were already three episodes on. So I read the plot and it was, oh, interesting, dystopia and... Okay, I clicked play and I didn't realize how the these Three episodes, 40, yeah. 45 minutes of the first episode passed and I'm like oh my god and it lived yeah it stayed with me and I was yeah. like oh my that's an amazing so okay I think it if I follow a different criteria uh, exactly criteria that's the, in, uh, the yeah the for example in the case of uh, mine hunter which I also recommend uh, David Fincher was behind it, so I'm more focused on who's behind it than who is in front of it. Uh, I never, you, I never pay, never, yeah, pay attention to who is behind yeah. it. Me neither, me neither. But for uh, Sergio, that he, yeah. uh, 
he educate himself with this. Uh, of course, it's important. Oh. It's very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm more, I, I'm you, more interested in movies. In fact, you studied. This, I always so like. You're more interested about. I, 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 I'm a cinephile. I like movies, and I always like movies more than TV. And uh, when uh, Twin Peaks ended in the 90s, I just decided not to watch any more TV series. There were many others coming, like uh, X Files, Picket Fences, and many shows influenced by the, the Twin Peaks itself. I, I just avoided them. I, I didn't want to watch TV series anymore. I wanted to watch movies. Uh, but now it seems that we started like a new golden era of television. And it has really changed the, the, the way they make TV series now. It's closer to the way the movies are made. And, yeah. and that has caught my interest. And yes, it's, it's much more fun to watch mm-hmm. TV now than it used to be before. There was a lot of shit going on yeah, back in time. Yeah, exactly. Now there is a lot of good stuff. So it's easier to find a show you like. We're gonna play a game now. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna test a little bit of your TV knowledge. I'm going to play some uh, theme tunes, and you will have to tell me the okay. name of the TV show. For each one you get right, you get one point, and the winner will receive this. I'm telling you from now, Canelina is going to win this. This is not a very <laughs> fair uh, competition because I like competitions. <laughs> but it's okay. She won the bowl of fruits. <laughs> The winner will receive this fantastic chocolate bar. <laughs> it is uh, 15 tunes, and the one that gets most right wins the chocolate bar. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay, you ready, Canelina? Yeah. Are you ready, Evie? Yes. Let's start this time travel. One. Is it Twin Peaks? No. I don't know. You don't remember it? That's, oh my god, this is like really a, old. A, old, a very old one. That's really old. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I know. honestly don't know. This is MacGyver. Oh my <laughs> god, I used to love it. From the 80s. I used to love MacGyver with my brother. We used to watch it all this the time. The 80s, the late 80s or early 90s? Nine, early Nine, 90s. Okay. I was my, my eighties, eighties, because we were watching it and we were young. So my it was brother 80s, made 80s. me watch okay. it. Okay, number two. Yes. Oh, Still nothing. I know this. Hold on. Nothing. Duke of Sahazar? No. No. Maybe this is too old for you. No, I, 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 I'm watching all I this. am too old. <laughs> no, hold on. You, uh, which one is it? This is the A-team. Maybe. Oh, my okay. team. Okay. I have no you, clue. You must, you must know the third one. This is more popular. Number three. Huh? Benny Hill show. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Number four. Kit. Michael Knight. No. Uh, uh, no, it was uh, oh, hypothesis asphaltum. Uh, 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 I'm telling you the, the title. Uh, no, hypothesis asphaltum. Uh, no, no, Night Rider. Okay, Night Rider. You said the title, uh, ye
Really? Nothing? Nothing. I don't know. You feel like you are in church? No, I, we are. <laughs> this is actually from Mr. Bean. <gasps> oh. Seriously now? Number six. Ghostbusters. No. Ah, I'm watching. I used to watch all of these. I don't remember the titles, Sergio. This is my age series. In Spain, they have a different title. It's Beverly Hills, 1970. Beverly Hills. In Spain, it was Sensación de Vivir. Do you have any newer? Because the plus... Let's see if you know this one. Back to the 80s again. No? Nothing? Hold on, hold on. Shall I give a clue? Yeah. Don Johnson? Uh, uh, my advice. Very good, very good. Okay, number eight. Ella, pay watch. Watch. I said it. <laughs> I said it. Said. Number nine. <laughs> Nothing? I like this uh, something. Hold on. This is also a great show. Shall I give you a, yeah, a clue? clue? Pablo Escobar. Uh, post you haven't seen Narcos? Narcos. No. I'm oh. watching this now. You have to see it. Narcos. I'm watching it. It's a great series. It's one of the three ones I'm watching I right now. I haven't seen it yet. Well, I didn't recognize okay. it. Number 10. We are at two two. True detective. Very good. Uh, no, I didn't know it. Now this is a difficult one. Number eleven. Eighties. Mm -hmm. Do you watch uh, series in the 80s? You were too I was young. born yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> I was watching it with my brother. But... Makes me feel old. Give me a clue. Okay. Alien Invasion. Alien Star Trek. No, no, it's not Star Trek. Alien Invasion. Yes, and the resistance against the lizards. No? No. V. It's I an don't 80s TV series. It's fantastic. Well, I have I good memories of it when I was a kid. No, I, I, 19... I don't think we had it in Greece. At least in. Uh, okay, this is from '83, so it's very old. But this I one is even. I wasn't born in '83, in 1983, because I'm very young. I wasn't born in 1993. This is this is even older, but you may know the theme song. Dynasty. Number twelve. Dynasty. No. Vineyards? No. no. The wine making is popular in Greece and Crete, particularly. 
in also in Falcon Crest. Falcon no? Crest. No, <laughs> I watch Falcon Crest, even though it is older than me. You I still something it. from. Uh, I'm not sure if it's older than the me. rest of the beautiful, yeah. okay. all the beautiful and things like this. Now, this one may be easier. Okay. A little bit easier. Ready? Yeah. Yes. 13. Friends. Who said okay. it first? I think I'm Elena. 14. Yes. Nothing? Comedy? Comedy. By a stand up comedian? TV series? Nothing. Clue. The Prince of Bel Air, no? No, this is actually Seinfeld. <gasps> ah, I used to love it when to oh. watch it in the UK. Seinfeld, yes, that's true. Okay. Forgot these things. 15th. Yeah. Prince of Bel Air. Very good. He <laughs> <laughs> was the Prince of Bel Air, eh? Of course. Yeah. The first prince. That's a nice theme tune to start the show. Dio Tria, no, Canelina won. So, Canelina okay, won. So, it. Canelina got the most of the answers. Congratulations. So the you, prize of this fantastic chocolate bar goes to thank Canelina. Thank you very much. <laughs> Do you want to share? Yes. <laughs> now, it's time for the Greek word of the day. Greek word of the day. And the word of the day is... Mixoparthena. 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 And what does mixoparthena mean? <laughs> mixoparthena means... Uh, it's, uh, uh, it describes a woman no. that it's a bit uh, timid. Timid, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, a bit uh, shy, but not that much. Pretends to be shy, but uh-huh. it's... Uh, I think the word is pretending to be shy and uh, low profile and uh, timid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's not. But she's, she's not. not. Yeah, she's a bit pretentious. What is she? She's yeah. the opposite of she what. The opposite. She's yeah. the opposite of what she pretends to be. I see. I see. And we used to. Uh, it's one of these words that Sylvia, mm-hmm. our Spanish friend, uh, mm-hmm. she she knows, and that's why we call mm-hmm. each other. So it's like. Uh, you call each other yeah, mix yeah. of Arsena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so with this word, uh, Mixoparthena, we can wrap up this fourth episode of The Greek Wave. So thank you, Evi and Canelina, for joining me this thank time. You thank you, Sergio. We uh, had so much fun. I had l- loads of fun, and you brought me some really nice memories. Yes, I'm, I'm very glad you liked it, you enjoyed the show. And thank you, dear listeners, Sefaristopoli and Capitia Croates, for listening to this podcast. You can find The Greek Wave online on iTunes and now also on the Stitcher app. Subscribe to get notifications of new podcast episodes and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thegreekwave. We'll be surfing the wave soon. This is a production of Calvo Net Entertainment.
Find out more at facebook.com/slash/the Greek Wave.